0: Mention it. Mention it all. Mention it all. I'm working on my own living. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning. Welcome to an all new episode of Mention It All. I'm going to be covering some of your favorite Bravo shows and just, you know, generally what's what's been going on in the world on the Internet, everything you need to know. Um, it's been a really exciting week. I think I'm primarily going to discuss the episodes of Potomac and Southern Charm because there were some big bombshells on those shows this week. Um and I'm also going to take the time to touch on a little bit of The Bachelorette, but then one thing that I'm doing that I'm really excited about is um I'm going to celebrate the fact that The Real Housewives of Orange County is coming back with some of my favorite moments from all of the seasons of The Real Housewives of Orange County, which as you know, you true fans know, OC was our first of all the Housewives franchises. Now, Orange County was originally called, like, um it was like the Real Housewives of Orange County, and it was like behind the gates, basically. Um, and what it began as was a very odd sort of collection of women who lived in a gated community and this was probably like 2000, I don't know, 2000, like I was in high school. still, and I, I've mentioned before on the podcast that Laguna beach had already been out for like about a year when, uh, OC aired for the first time. And I was like very disturbed by it, <laughs> not that they were all just like, hideous old ladies who didn't even have real money or like enough Chanel or like anything that anyone would care about. Can't believe I cared about how much Chanel you had. How about that? Just goes to show how much times can change. Wouldn't be caught dead now. Maybe with like a Chanel accessory. I feel like that's a little more my style. No offense to those of you who like Chanel, carry Chanel. I get that it's classic. Um, just not my thing. I'd wear like a chanel barrette maybe <laughs> that sounds my style like if, if somebody wants to give me a chanel scrunchie i will accept it and i will wear it now i happen to think that the real housewives of orange county is like a very underrated franchise at this point people really love to complain about it they love to say it's boring they love to say put a stop to it they love to say nothing happens or this that or the other thing i want to say even if nothing happens like even among the worst seasons with the worst people like we still have memories like remember Lydia Lydia was that like Christian whose mom had the was like all fairy dust or whatever and she and her husband ran a magazine called Nobleman (laughs) which you can still find Nobleman somewhere like I mean in some places I don't really know where I'm guessing like, you know, like boutique salons and things like that. Cause that's like a rather expensive magazine, which she can afford to make because she's independently wealthy and like comes from a fun fact about Lydia. Not everyone might remember is that she comes from like a very prominent family in um, like the media in Canada. So like, she's the daughter of Canada's like, I don't know, Roger Ailes or whoever, hopefully he's not, you know, groping people like Roger Ailes, but maybe he is. What can you do? But even with Lydia, like I hated her so much and she was so boring, but like, I'll never forget when Lydia wore that like Charlie Chaplin outfit, when they all dressed in drag and she was like very uncomfortable with the whole idea. And then on top of it, she had like a Charlie Chaplin outfit with like a top hat and like a mustache one of the funniest things I've ever seen or like Megan King Edmonds, who was the worst. And I still can't stand her to this day. And I'm like ha- almost happy that she's going through the turmoil that she is with her marriage to Jimmy. Um, as some of you might remember, Jimmy Edmonds was like caught cheating on Megan and and she at first was really open about it. And now she's like, Now she's making statements like, oh, well, I saw the woman and she's, like, so hideous. So clearly she's a liar. It's like, of course you would believe that, like, no one would cheat on you because you're, like, blonde and, and allegedly perfect. And that, like, your husband could not be snaked by a woman who, like, you believe is less conventionally attractive than you. When, really, we know all the time, you know, like, there's such a thing as ugly hot. I mean, I don't think this woman is hot, but I do believe that it went down. And this woman who's making these claims about Jimmy Edmonds is like allegedly some kind of a a, a professional baseball madam. So I think the story goes deeper. I think it certainly goes deeper. I think if we scratch the surface, this could be a regular Jeffrey Epstein situation. However, I can't stand Megan King Edmonds, however, Detective Megan King-Edmonds gave us some of the best moments in reunion history. Like, Detective K- Megan King-Edmonds called City of Hope to see if they had any records of treating Brooks. Like, she she the, brought the whole house of cards tumbling down. And we are forever grateful for her investigative skills. So, I mean, people like to complain. But again, we've got Vicky. Which Vicky is, like, uh, to me, a genius, one of the best in any franchise at just, like, accidental comedy. Like, Vicky just makes me laugh. Everything she says, everything she does, the faces she makes, I mean, how ridiculous she is. She's been reduced to a friend of, which deeply offends me. But, like, she's still going to be there. She's still all over the trailer, mugging and, you know, just being the ham that she is. So we've got Vicky. We've got Shannon Bador That's on my fucking plate. A moment that I will be covering later in this episode. We have Kelly Dodd, who's responsible for so many iconic moments. I mean, there's no one better than Kelly Dodd. If Kelly Dodd goes up there with Karen Huger for me, you can't touch her. She's a genius. She just says everything that's on her mind. She's wild and crazy. Remember last season when she called Emily's husband a twerp? She said, dude, you're a twerp. I'm going to, I'll, I'll probably cover that moment too. Who knows? I mean, and to drop it all off, I don't like Tamara Judge, Tamara Barney Judge. I think she's a terrible person. However, I have to give her props as a housewife. Do you know what's good for me? That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Don't. (laughs) That's my opinion. I mean I think that says it all folks um before we really kick off I also want to cover um the video that some of you may have seen of Ramona at this party in the Hamptons and she's with Kristen Takeman, who's formerly a real housewife of New York City and this model and Giselle is also there and they're all like taking photos together and then Ramona it seems wants to take a photo she wants to be a tall uh, in a tall gorgeous sandwich so she wants Kristen and the model on either side of her and that's the picture that she wants and so guys she literally shoes Giselle Bryan of the Real Housewives of Potomac out of this photo I mean it's amazing it's a classic Ramona moment Giselle was pretty classy about it um But, you know, just goes to show that times may change and, you know, shootings may happen and presidents may say this, that, and the other thing. And Ramona Singer stays the same. Let that be a lesson to us all. Never change Ramona. Never, ever change your stripes. (laughs) Which reminds me of something Karen Huger said this week about a zebra not changing his stripes, about Michael Darby, but I'll get into that. I'm going to take a quick break, and when I'm back, I'm going to dive into some of these shows. I'm back and ready to jump into this week's episode of Potomac and just all the stuff that's been going down surrounding Potomac, which is a lot. Um, Guys, this week's episode opened basically with people responding (laughs) To the Michael information still sort of reeling from that. And we had an incredible moment. I mean, just goes to show why Karen Huger is so integral to this franchise and to the growth of the housewives in general, Karen Huger sitting there never looked better, beautiful wig on her head, like blonde styled short, very like piquant kind of, and She's sitting there and she's wearing like this ostrich feather top and she's like, a zebra can't change his stripes, talking about Michael. And she's literally dusting off her ostrich feather top with like a hot pink like dustpan or dust broom. But then she also has the hot pink dustpan right there and she's like brushing the ostrich feathers into this hot pink dustpan. And I was like, how chic is that accessories work that's going on right now like amazing that she has that in there karen's been giving us some great confessional moments like in the episode when all the news stories started coming out about michael she received the news on her phone in the confessional and there's an incredible moment where you see her hairstylist like looking at the phone over her shoulder shocked (laughs) like his face is the best part of the whole thing Oh, so she's really been doing good confessional work. Thank you, Karen, for that. Um, so we learn so as the episode progresses, we learn that Karen and Macy Gray, yes, Macy Gray, as in I try, are friends. And who introduced them, might you ask? Why, none other than Matt Byers, my favorite friend of Karen Huger's, my favorite Housewives addition I mean he just knows everyone who doesn't Matt Byers know so of course Matt introduced Macy Gray and Karen good for you Matt good for you Karen and they're good friends now and it seems they have some kind of a weird deal where Karen's like yeah I commissioned this art piece from Macy Gray's daughter and she's like (laughs) the way Karen's doing it she's like you know I scratch her back she scratches mine like I support her daughter she supports my daughter it's a lovely relationship and so we learn that karen's daughter raven sang amazing grace at karen's parents funeral i forgot which one because they both passed away recently rest in peace karen's parents um and so raven sang amazing grace but that no one recorded it and so karen um basically had macy gray is going to go into the studio with raven and they're going to record amazing grace so the family can just have this recording of it which is lovely it's very very nice and it's not like too like i'm gonna make my daughter a star it's like it's restrained and i love that macy gray wanted to be a part of this moment i love raven karen's daughter she is adorable and just seems like a great girl obviously was raised beautifully by the black bell gates and the grand dame so we have that little moment in the studio and Macy Grace has a great thing. She says, you don't have to be Jennifer holiday. I don't know why I said Jennifer. Like she was like a, uh, you know, like a very, very Jewish woman from, <laughs> from Queens or something. Um, I knew this woman once, like when I was growing up, I had a good friend and she was friends with this girl named Jennifer Friedman and Jennifer Friedman's mother would always be like, Jennifer jennifer <laughs> somehow just came out in my impression of macy gray i mean, i can't i wish i could do a better one for you macy gray is like really more croaky than i can do and she certainly doesn't have that type of accent so as this episode progresses it's all sort of culminating towards robin's birthday party for Juan, which is going to happen at a haunted house which is a genius idea and i love that they did it i mean what the haunted house gave us was moments like Karen Huger flipping off a clown or um, just like people screaming and scared. I mean, it was classic. It was like built in comedy. I so appreciate this choice. Robin is really growing on me. Um, and I appreciate it. So Michael decides to come to Juan's party, which is a weird choice, but at the same time, I get that he is pretending like he didn't do anything wrong. And so, he decides to come to this party because he thinks it's going to make him look really innocent or whatever, but it's a very awkward, like the car ride with him and Ashley there. It's very awkward. You're just like, ugh, like, this is so weird. They get there meanwhile, earlier in the episode, we'd seen um Ashley and Michael, and they were like on Fox like defending themselves and They had a totally different story than we've even heard. like the story keeps changing, so obviously it's a lie and like Michael says he's accidentally brushed up against this guy now. When they were doing this the way that we experienced it was through Giselle. And now Giselle got a whole ball, bowl of popcorn and she sat down in front of her TV to watch this like messy as hell. And I so appreciate it. I actually really appreciated how much Giselle was leaning into her messiness this episode. And she continues at Juan's birthday party. When she first sees Michael, she's like, Hey, how's it gone? Charges dropped and tries to give him a high five. <laughs> I mean, it was classic. It was really, really messy. Thank you, Giselle, for that. Um, You know, I like it. I like her better when she kind of goes for it like that. So, you know, they have this event. Hilarity ensues. It's very enjoyable. And then, and then, at the end of the episode, the screen goes black, and then we see the words, previously unseen footage you guys, I was so excited. I was like jumping up and down. Now what we see is basically this is like footage from the rainbow event where the alleged assault took place. And what we see is basically like we're from the perspective of the camera guy and he's just sort of like the cameras like down at an angle, whatever. And then basically we hear the cameraman go, please don't do that. Like, tight, you know, like, really, like, like please don't, like, serious, you know what I mean? And then we hear Michael's goofy ass voice being like, oh, <laughs> sorry, mate. <laughs> like, just sort of, like, clearly embarrassed, like, clearly got caught doing something. And then the cameraman repeats, like, please don't do that. Now, guys, I don't think that it's possible to even stage something like this. I think it's very clear that Michael groped the cameraman in some way based on the cameraman's reaction and Michael's response. I mean, I know it's not like you don't get the visual evidence, but like that to me was very, very clear. And I don't know how anyone hearing that man's voice could deny it. Like you would have to be a true psychopath to like stage something like that or to lie about it. Like it's it's the truth. And then we also hear Michael, the sound of Michael's voice being like, I didn't touch your ass. And then like another man's voice. But so basically Michael and Ashley responded saying that Bravo is trying to make it seem like the other man talking was the cameraman and that this was some kind of admission. Now, I didn't think that I I, was pretty clear to me that the other man's voice wasn't the cameraman. What it seemed like to me was it was them just showing even more that Michael is talking about groping people's asses would there. So it's just even more smoke. We still don't have a full fire, but the whole damn house is smoky. You got to get out of this house and call, call the fire department, do something different, make a change. Tons of smoke. So I don't know how this is even like deniable at this point. Now, Katie Ross, who we've been loving as a friend of this season, went on her Instagram and she was going off and she was like, I went to be school of communications. And like, I don't understand why Monique and Ashley, cause Monique is backing up Ashley online. she's like, I don't understand why Monique and Ashley and Michael are all saying that production concocted this and that they're lying. It's like, why would she said, why would you then have production filming your newborn baby and like in your home with your family? If you think that they would concoct something like this, that isn't true, which is actually a really good point. It's like, why would you participate with a production that concocted something like this, unless you know that it's true and you're really just sort of like trying to make a fuss to make it seem, you know, just, just to keep the benefit of the doubt out there. So Katie made some amazing points. She seemed a little off a little crazy, as Katie always does, but I was really enjoying it, and then Katie said that she'd received a call where she'd basically been told, "You're not going to be welcome at the reunion." And she was like, "Wow, like looks like me like Bravo's more interested in defending like a molester and a groper than like, you know, they just want to shut me up for calling this groper out, which is a really good point. Um, and I'm upset about it. And Bravo, if you're out there, anyone from Bravo, this is a bad decision. We need Katie Ross to the reunion. We need her brand of outspoken crazy. Um, I think she's an incredible addition to the show. I think she's, she keeps using the hashtag, the hashtag, the Katie factor, and I'm feeling the Katie factor. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, So if you want some more tea, definitely go check out her Instagram. And she's also in the comment sections of like a lot of like housewives oriented Instagrams, like housewives trivia or like two Bravo bitches. Like she's all up in the comment section and it's Ms. Ms. Katie Ross. Katie Ross also got engaged recently to a guy named Jesse. No last name. We have no other information. This guy looks familiar to me. Does he look familiar to anyone else? If anyone has information regarding Jesse, please let me know um you guys are gonna have a commercial break and when i'm back i'm gonna discuss more shows maybe southern charm maybe oc we'll see how i feel hi i'm back and uh i do want to briefly touch on southern charm because a boring season is sort of slowly transforming into something a little more interesting um i'll probably also talk a little bit about the bachelorette in this segment um but just to kick it off with southern charm Wow. Some allegations were made that can't be taken back. Things were said that can't be unsaid and no one's right in this. And just to be very clear, I'm not on team Shep. I'm not on team Madison, really not on anyone's side of this argument, except for like, I don't know. I'm a little bit on, I guess I'm on Danny's side. I feel bad for Danny. Like she didn't deserve all this. So to break it down, Everyone is still on this trip in Colorado and the trip is winding down and you know, Catherine's been upset because Whitney is denying that they slept together. Now, guys, I'm not sure why Whitney is denying this. Um, I don't know if maybe he was in a relationship at the time and doesn't want to be busted by that girl, like the girl, whoever the girl was that he was seeing, um, you know, with this information that he slept with Catherine. Um, I have it on good authority that, uh, Whitney is like very thirsty and also that he's into foot stuff. Um, just, just a fun fact. And, um, I can't give up my sources, but I do have it on very good authority that he's, he's a little bit of a foot fetishist. So anyway, you know, Whitney doesn't want to admit that he's been sucking on another woman's toes, maybe. Or it could be that Whitney, um, so I don't know if you guys know, but Thomas made some allegations basically saying that like producers, and I think by that he meant Whitney, because as we know, Whitney's a producer of Southern charm, um, that producers were like doing cocaine with Catherine and stuff like that and like supplying her with drugs. So he's sort of trying to like throw everyone under the bus when it's like, probably you guys were all doing coke together. Let's be clear. Um, So Thomas has sort of made these implications in court. So perhaps Whitney does not want to like have anything on camera that shows that he is like more intimately connected to Catherine in a way that might be construed as inappropriate or like outside the realm of the relationship as like producer and reality star and, you know, friends, quote unquote. So I'm not sure what Whitney's covering up, but he's, he's very uncomfortable with something. And I understand how Catherine feels. It's like, I've never had anyone deny that they had sex with me and I cannot imagine what that would be like. That's so embarrassing and must be a horrible feeling. You want people to, you don't want people to like talk about it. Sometimes you there's some people you don't want to talk about having had sex with you, but you also wouldn't want them to like deny it if you were like, yeah, we had sex. You wouldn't want them to be like, no, we didn't. You have a different inter- interpretation of events, which is what Whitney says. You have a different interpretation of events. This is not a court of law, Whitney. Come on now. So uh, this has sort of been like the closing down of the trip. Now everyone's kind of hanging out and, and preparing to leave, and they're like sitting on these couches, and we got uh Shep sitting there, we got Danny sitting there, and we got Madison sitting there. And Shep is sort of like, you know, like lightly going in on Madison a little bit where he's like, listen, like I could argue circles around you, like you don't want to come for me basically. And as we know, there's like this big tension between Austin or between Shep and Madison and um, Shep has said that Austin and Madison make him sick, which I understand they make me sick too. There's something very disgusting about them. And here's the real tea. I have read blind items, guys, this is, I'm bringing blind items into it. So take this with a huge grain of salt, but I have read in blind items that Southern charm is essentially, and I may have mentioned part or all of this before, but Southern charm is according to these blind items, essentially like, like a a little bit of a cover for Patricia and Whitney to have like a Jeffrey Epstein style situation of like, but they're of age of, of, um, you know, over 18 hookers essentially. So, and and good for them if this is what they're doing. And these blind items suggest that all the women pretty much who are on the shows have slept with Whitney or been sort of passed along to Patricia's older boyfriends, things like that. Um, And I believe that with Catherine, actually, and I also believe that Madison has that written all over her, like uh, there's something very thirsty about her, so part of it might be that element, but then we also have some new information that I'm going to introduce that might be related to why madison just seems so thirsty and like such a femme fatale and like something's not right with the relationship with aussit at least to me it makes me uneasy it makes me feel sick to my stomach like i said i feel like he calls her mommy or something like there's just something gross when they were like take off your robe like show me your body like that was just so weird to me i don't know it made me uncomfortable it wasn't sexy it was strange so they're sitting there and shep has has been increasingly uncomfortable with this relationship and he does not like her and he's actually said some really offensive things like he made some comments basically where he was like, she should be sitting on a bar stool with Tanya and like, like basically being like she's white trash and she should be like in a bar with someone with another white trash. You. <laughs> Which is like one of those things that I know is horrible, but it does make me laugh because I went to boarding school in Connecticut with like some people who think that way. And it was like, you had to laugh, you know, like when they were like George W. Bush is my best friend, best family friends and like, you know, like I hate poor people like you had to laugh because it's just like, uh, what else are you going to do? I don't know. Maybe I would have been a collaborator. Who knows? Maybe what I did was wrong, but I laughed along. So I did. I I do find that somewhat funny, but it's also disgusting. And it, it definitely shows that he has like a hugely classist attitude. That's part of why he doesn't like Madison, and I don't know if it's the fact that she has a child, that she was a young mother, or the fact that I do- obviously it's not the fact that she was a hairdresser because he likes Chelsea just fine, and she's she's a hairstylist, so no explanation there. <clears throat> so he's he's already said some things, and then he's saying to Madison at this scene on the couch, like, you know, I could argue circles around you, and like you don't want to get into it with me, like sort of being like I'm much smarter than you. It's the message there. And Madison's like, oh, really? She's basically like, I have some things that I could say. And he takes the bait and he's like, oh, okay, well, like, you should just say the things you need to say if you have things to say. And she is like, Well, didn't you give Danny chlamydia? Like, gag, cracked, insanity. Just says it right there on camera. And then Shep. Like Danny's very upset her reaction's insane. She's like, How why would you say that? Like, who told you that? That's so crazy. So clearly the way Danny reacted, it is true. And and actually it does make sense because they did seem to sort of like still be on again, off again when everything was going down in season one. Like they weren't dating, but like, you know, there's a couple of times where they like made out, or like she'd be like sitting in his lap, and then like it all kind of stopped and I didn't know why. And maybe it's because he gave her chlamydia. Um However, you know, Shep gets up to leave and he's like, you basically, he's like, you just like hurt three people. How does it feel? And I actually think that's a really good point because, you know, people like Madison, when they say things like that, when they say like outrageous things and throw bombs, and I get why they're doing it. And I get that they're coming from a place where like they feel like bombs are being thrown at them. But it's just like, yeah, like you do have to think about who you're going to hurt before you say something and you, Fucked up a lot of things with making that statement and making that statement on camera. I mean, that's ballsy and that is kind of like a white trash thing to do. Like, I don't think that a lot of the rest of them would say something like that on camera, but she did. And I'm grateful to her for saying that. Uh, (laughs) When Danny's like, Why would you say that? Like, whatever, whatever. Madison's like, (laughs) Madison's like, Go chain smoke your menthols, which I thought was mean. Like, You just, like, told everyone about her, like, STD that she suffered from, and then you're going to tell her to go chain smoke her menthols? The fact that Danny smokes menthols, like, that threw me for a loop, too. I was was not expecting that. I didn't even expect her to be a smoker. Menthols? Really? How does she, like, taste the wine? Isn't she, like, a wine expert? How does she taste the wine with a menthol flavor in her mouth? It's just shocking to me. So um, that was the big crack with Southern Charm. And I also want to add that I saw like a tweet and it was like from one of those, you know, like gossipy news sources. And they were like, fun fact, when Madison was still married, so I guess she was married to her baby's father previously. And when she was still married, she was at a party, presumably with the baby's father, and she left the party with Craig to take a walk on the beach. So this was many moons ago. Um, and the implication being, of course, that she has been trying to get on Southern Charm for a long time. She's been trying to find an in to Southern Charm for a long time. And we know she's been doing Patricia's hair for like 10 years. So she must have known about the show. She must have been thirsty as hell to get on the show. And then finally with Austin, she found someone that she could manipulate into getting it on to Southern Charm. And it worked and I'm glad, I'm glad she's here because, you know, we really thought Eliza Limehouse was going to deliver this season. turns out it's Madison who's been delivering and who knew what a compelling figure. Um, I'm just going to quickly transition to Bachelorette just to say that, um, wow, guys, it's really been something, hasn't it? Um, it's been quite the season and I didn't really know what to, to make of it. All is said and done, Hannah has ended things with Jed. Jed has been exposed as the liar that he is. Jed's music career is probably in the toilet, which is good. It's one of those, like, really good karma things where it's like he went into this, like, literally just for the exposure and talking about his fucking dog jingle to Hannah's parents and, like, just constantly talking about his music in any which way possible. And he went into it inauthentic and fake and now the thing that he went into it wanting to benefit is the one thing that probably will not be benefited because people are so disgusted with his behavior so no no one's gonna buy your music jed sorry nice try and i honestly feel like hannah only even picked him because she just got so turned around by the fact that her parents really didn't approve of him if that makes sense like I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like, they loved Tyler Snee so much and he met them first and then they met Jed and they were just like, I really don't like him. And then I feel like she had that like almost adolescent moment where she was like, she was like, what if like the reason I'm not picking him is because my parents don't like him and then I'm not going to pick the person that I really love and I'm going to regret it. You know, it got her all twisted around in her head. I don't think it's like, the decision she would have made had circumstances be a little bit different. So I'm, I'm really glad that she got out of that. I'm really glad that she told him off at the, after the final rose. Now folks, I'm just hoping and praying that things don't work out with Tyler and Hannah, but there, there was um, a few days ago, I guess Tyler was hanging out with her and then he left her house the next morning. So Clearly, Tyler spent the night at her house a few nights ago, but I'm just like, I just need him to be The Bachelor. Like, how could that hunk of man not be The Bachelor? Just every little thing he says and does is magic. truly is. Now, um, we're starting Bachelor in Paradise this week, and I probably will be covering that, because as you know, Bachelor in Paradise is a lot more exciting than regular Bachelor or Bachelorette. So I'll probably have regular updates for you on Bachelor in Paradise, one of my favorite summer shows. I'm so glad it's here. It looks like a great, exciting season. Um, so get pumped about that. I'm going to take a quick break and when I'm back. I'm just going to jump into all of my absolute favorite moments from the Royal Housewives of Orange County, an unparalleled television show. Disgusting really? This is our dinner. Walk off the table right now. You're done. Move on. I will. Move on. I will move Have on. Have a good night. Mom. I will. So sorry that I gave you the f-ing bathroom before move I needed on. it. Can we just. Wow. No. No. Calm um, down, no. no, girl. Maybe you need some hormones or something for your body. Because you, are oh, no. you. you are. You are. You are. You Read between these lines, you f-ing bitch. Okay. Get under my table. You know, you Thank, you you Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night, my darling. I will. Good night. I will. Without you at my table. Keep Get the. out eating. I've it at my plate. You <laughs> f-ing bitch. Yeah. It's not I'm done. I'm done. Are we taking time? Are we done? I'm done. Really? Why would you do that? I am not even do it. Are you yell? telling me he's the only man that's ever written about you? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know if it's between you and him. Yeah. Oh, why are you getting involved? I'm not getting yeah, involved. Yeah, you kind of are. All right. You kinda, yeah, you kind of are. You're drunk. I'm drunk? She's not drunk. I am not, drunk, not drunk. drunk at all. I, this is my first time. Wait, drug. that's your normal behavior? Whoa. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> A dork that's what you are loser unfortunately your you're a dork. Dork. Sorry, you're sorry, a dork sorry you're a dork she's she's upset don't talk to him he's a little twerk little pussy uh, knock, knock sorry, sorry that's your friend sorry. Just, this little guy is a little bitch over there what, who? Yeah. A little man over there. Steve's talking to. Are you talking about Steve? Steve's little bitch over there. I don't know who he is. Are you talking about my husband? Is that your husband? Yeah, that's my husband. That's your husband. Are you talking you about? Introduce me to him. This is my husband, hi. Shane. Oh, hi. 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 Shane. Hi Shane. Shane. Hi. Nice hi. to see you. I had no idea that was your husband. I swear to God on Jesus Christ, I never knew this was your husband. But he's over here sticking up for Steve. I didn't and, it and for anyone. I was in a pita, pita gallery that you had no business even opening your mouth. I was just I think saying. I want it was for time no, it. no. it. You should have said anything. None well, of your business it was an A&B conference. We came to my table where him and I were eating and speaking. Uh, your early. table? This is yeah. your house? This is your table? What? Kelly, Kelly. What? Did yeah. you have a name on know, it? Kelly. 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 Is this the want to hang out with? Yeah, was Kelly. He said I was drunk. He I, said I was drunk. You're a little bitch, dude. Kelly, that's my husband. That's a little bitch. Hey, that's right, my you husband. Right, oh, you're going right, right, you right, go talk to on, come on, come on, come come on, hit me, hit me, hit me, me, hit me, hit me, going on a cruise for two and a half weeks. God, now what are we going to do? There's no way in hell. This is not funny. We are going on a cruise. This is not funny. You have a little family van. When do you ever bring a family van to pick up six people? Okay? This is ridiculous. You guys are everywhere. Why are you sending a You're Honey, we're just going to make this work. We we you know. <laughs> I was take a nice limo, relaxing with a limo. <laughs> oh my God. A lot of things about you that weren't so nice. I'm livid with Lori. I want to take her stupid face and shove it in the snow and walk on her. I, I, her. Her. I would feel so attacked. You are so yeah. f***ing dumb. Shannon's at her glory right now. just oh, so f- you. So you need to shut your f- mouth. Shut your mouth. I don't need, f- oh, f- 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 oh, f- need to shut your f- mouth. You lied about cancer. You still have to f***ing You need shut your f***ing mouth. David? Do you understand me? David? You shut your f- mouth. Michael and Kelly are calling me dumb. And as soon as you admit to lying, I didn't lie. Then you're scot-free. I, I didn't lie. Sorry. Oh my f***ing. Okay, David, do you understand that people? Because those people are... I not exactly where they thought the comment from Take the Bedores Down came from. I mean, is there some sort of truth or maybe they said something similar? That's a good question. I mean, I thought, did we talk about going to Australia or something? Take them down. Yeah. Under? <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. It was, I have no clue. I- take down the Bedores. Those were the days, right? I miss Heather Dubrow. She was so great on the show. Guys, I just wanted to give you, like, yeah, like, I don't know, a random sort of run through of some of my favorite moments, some of my standout moments. A lot of Kelly Dodd, a lot of Vicky. I mean, even some Tamara mixed in there. And I just want to say, like, no one really comes to work for us quite like these ladies. It's true. Um, I have a couple more clips for you and I'm going to talk about them, but I, I do want to say just like, if you're thinking about shying away from the OC, like dip your toe back in because every season, whether it's exhausting or not, when you look back, you're like, wow, that was so funny. Like what was better than that? Like what was better than Kelly Dodd calling Emily's husband, a twerp, come on now i want to dive into one of my favorite moments that was um earlier on an earlier season slightly earlier where heather dubrow is having a party for the fact that she officially changed her name to heather dubrow so previously she had i guess gone by her maiden name or like a stage name or something heather kendall or something like that so she officially changes her name to heather dubrow and she has this party and there's a cake there. And uh, this is in the years of Alexis Bellino, a.k.a. Jesus Juggs, a.k.a. I had to go on Xanax for it, Lydia. Um, does anyone remember when she said that? That's like my favorite Alexis Bellino moment. And she's like, I had to go on Xanax for it, Lydia. I tried to find that for you guys, but it's hard to find an actual recording of that. That's when Lydia's like, you weren't really bullied, Alexis, because Alexis is like, you they bullied me. I suffered from bullying. And then she's like, I had to go on Xanax for it, Lydia. Um, so is this in those days? Now, Alexis Bellino brings a girl named Sarah to this event. Um, now, Sarah, if you actually go back and watch this season, I forget exactly what season it is, maybe 12, then you find that this girl, Sarah, actually was like a friend of pretty much. Like she's in several different episodes of this season, which I didn't realize. I only remembered her from this iconic scene. Now, Sarah decides to break off a tiny piece of the bow on Heather DeBro's cake, and this is what ensues. What's that red dress? Sarah? I don't know. She took the bow off your cake and ate it. What? It's hot. It's hot, too. She goes and defiles my cake? What is wrong with this girl? Sorry, but that girl, Sarah, broke the bow off my cake and ate it. Woo! Kidding me who does that did you eat the boat i ate a part of the so you this food here? you know what honestly i have a sugar problem where i need to have sugar i have a lot of food in the kitchen of okay you're mad favorite. about a bow. yes sarah I i'm have mad a about a boat. you know what i have a sugar problem where i need to have sugar oh, you're there to my <laughs> tired of these fake ass people <laughs> fucking tired of these fake ass people Oh, that was great because it was just like so much drama ensued simply from. And and if you see it, if you see this clip or this episode, she really just breaks off like the end of the boat. Like I see you could barely notice it. Um, And it becomes the biggest deal because the new bros are so fancy. Uh, I love that moment so, so very much. Now, this next segment, um, I'm I'm especially excited to share. This is a moment where you really just knew how hard these ladies were gonna go and this is when tamra has divorced simon but she's very recently divorced now you guys may remember one of the most iconic moments of all time really is when tamra um basically comes to the decision that she wants a divorce in the car with simon and she says fuck you i want a divorce but anyway, um, in this moment, then Gina Keogh, who is no longer a housewife, comes to this party and she she comes with a, a gay gentleman in tow who has one of the most iconic lines on any TV show ever. So I'm just going to quickly play for you this this encounter. And just so you know, Gina Keo has been supporting Simon, Tamara's abusive ex-husband in this divorce because Gina Keo loves to defend problematic men. <laughs> We'll give it to my turn. No, here's your sis and deceased, everyone. Sis, Go ahead. Ass. Show me. Don't oh, oh, touch, touch my daughter. Yes. Okay, right. Oh, oh, oh. oh that oh, Hey, oh, oh my god. god. I thought this was a classy party. No, don't no, don't, 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 don't do that. that. You you don't 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 do that. do not do that. you no, A f- f- oh, f- None of your- oh, so unfortunate. So, this clip cuts out before the the gay gentleman's iconic line. But what I didn't realize was that so basically, Tamara flings a drink at Gina. Gina flings the drink back at Tamara. Tamara ducks. Tamara's too quick for that. So the drink gets all over this lady who's next to Sarah, who stole the bow. Sarah, who stole the bow, console- the bow is consoling this blonde woman who got drenched with the drink. And that woman's really angry. She's like, what the fuck? And she pushes Gina Keogh. Then Gina Keo's gay friend comes and throws another drink like at point blank range onto this woman's hair. This blonde woman who got accidentally strewn with the drink that Gina had thrown that was meant for Tamra. Tamra's nowhere to be found. Then gina and the gay gentleman exit in a huff and the gay gentleman throws his wine glass he whips it he whips it down the driveway as he yells and that's why you're getting a divorce <laughs> and that's why you're getting a divorce like a little troll like a little rumble stiltskin. what a bitch Guys, we've been through it all with these ladies. We've been through births, we've been through deaths, like we've legitimately mourned and seen the moment when Vicky found out that her mother had passed on camera. Like we that was one of the most real moments I've ever seen. We flipped dune buggies, you know, together. We've been airlifted together. We've seen Vicky wheeled out of numerous different hotel rooms, usually with like some kind of a blanket over her head. You know, we've seen her overdose on Adderall. We've seen her through thick and thin. We've seen her through cancer scams and and engagements and joys and new babies and just so many different life experiences. And I just want to I want you to ask yourself, like, would you give that much to a television series? Like, would you give your heart and soul and then and then get slapped in the face the way that Vicky has becoming a friend of Uh, no that is rude i've given you so much of my time my energy my fucking heart bitch we needed to hear eden sassoon's one line that she said the whole season that she was on the real housewives of beverly hills to really put into perspective what's been done to vicky and how wrong it is i've given you everything my heart my soul everything you bitch everything so tonight, I'm going to pour one out for Vicky. I'm going to prepare for a great, great season. Tamara says Vicky's still very much a part of everything. So we're excited for that. We're excited for this new housewife with over like seven kids, Bronwyn. She looks like she fits right in with everyone, which is we love to see. We would love to see people falling apart, like what's going to be happening to Gina this season. God knows what she's been through. We're starting to get a little more of her truth. Emily's going to be there. Emily's turning on her twerp of a husband. We're going to get some more of her truth. And as always, Kelly Dodd is going to be there just like bringing it. And now she has a new boyfriend who's a plastic surgeon. And she's just getting jewels and gems and baubles and living her best life as she deserves. Beautiful creature. Shannon Medore, never been better dating a hot new guy. Guys, why would we not tune in? I'm just shocked. I'm shocked that so many people are not interested. Get interested, get into it. This has been Mention It All. Thank you so much for joining me here. And I will be back next week with OC Recap, with Bachelor in Paradise Recap. You know, it's been a mild couple of weeks and and I just can't wait to jump back in and and really enjoy all the TV that's out there. I do want to give you one last recommendation, guys. I know I've brought it up before. Love Island, the British version, season three so far is the one that's really not missed. And I'm, I'm I'm giving you one season because there's like 47 episodes in each season. I kid you not. I'd say probably five of those episodes are like weekly roundup type things, but it's a Paradise Hotel situation or Paradise Hotel is a Love Island situation where it airs uh, so constantly that there are so many episodes. But season three is the place to start. It's on Hulu. I believe you can find it some other locations, Love Island, the British version, get into it. This has been mentioned at all. I'm your host and uh, I'll be here next week.